Shalom, Meshpocha. This is Sid Roth. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpocha, the family with the Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with a very supernatural guest. And now, here's your host for this program. It's supernatural television producer, Donna Chavez. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavez, and I'm so glad you've all joined us today. Our guest today shares one of the most incredible instant physical healings that we've ever shared. And you know that's saying a lot for here. She's an author, singer-songwriter, and worship leader, Amy Frutiger. Hi, Amy. Hi, Donna. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this today. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. And I, I want to share a little bit of background for our listeners before we dig mm -hmm. into your story today. I know you were raised in a Christian home by actually by parents that a lot of our listeners may know. So you are no stranger to miracles and to the supernatural. Yes. And, and you even felt a calling to ministry from a very young age. Yes, I did. I was saved at five years old. Uh, my parents are Gary and Drenda Kassib, and, uh, you know, I kind of saw their journey in discovering the kingdom of God. I was filled with the Holy Spirit at eight years old at a, a Norval Hayes meeting, and um, we were praying for the sick even at that meeting. And as I began to pray uh, in that night, I started uh, speaking in tongues fluently, and the lady that I was praying for uh, said, you know, that she felt physically uh, healed in that meeting. And so then, you know, fast forward a little bit, I, as a teen at youth camp, felt the glory of God fall on me and these 40 other teens that were in this room, and we just uh, felt the presence of God so strongly, and I saw a vision of the glory of God falling from His throne, and it just filled me, and I felt that calling to, to minister to others, and I've always had a heart for people, yes. but I knew from that day, you know, I wanted to, to pray for people and to lead worship. Yes, yes. Wow, that's amazing. And I know this in your own words. You said at 18 years old, you found yourself in a downhill physical battle. What was happening, Amy? So around 18 years old, I started feeling this pain in my abdomen. Um, I started to have a lot of muscle aches and digestion issues. And through the next few years, I started to develop these really debilitating symptoms. Um, my muscles and my legs hurt, but most of all, I noticed that my abdomen started swelling and uh, becoming hard. Um, I started dealing with infections in my organs, and I struggled with those symptoms for so long. They became kind of the lens through which I viewed myself. And, um, you know, I went to doctor after doctor. And uh, they kind of just said, you know, th this may be the way that you are. We see that you have this spinal issue. Your spine isn't quite curved enough. And, you know, I went <laughs> to all these tests and things and, and just it was a spirit of infirmity, honestly, that was attacking yes. me because the symptoms would move throughout different areas of my body. But I had no answers. I had no diagnosis. I had no way to kind of, you know, fix the problem. Right. And so... It was a really, really tough time that it really started to attack not only my dreams, but also my um, the, the viewpoint of what God could do through me, right, um, what right. he wanted to, to use me for in my life. Amy, let me ask you this. You said this went on for years. How many years and how many doctors? So the first doctor I went to 
you know, I was very young. My mom took me because of these symptoms and she, she was like, well, let's just get you checked out. So the first doctor kind of looked at me and said, you know, I see you have a little bit of a tummy. Most teenagers are, are, you know, insecure about their body. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is a big deal. This is probably just the way that you are. But then fast forward several more years, uh, things got so, so bad that I couldn't exercise anymore. I couldn't lay on my stomach. Um, I started looking like I was six months pregnant. And so I went to another doctor who then referred me to another doctor. And, you know, they, they ruled out things like PCOS and Crohn's and some of the things that might have been more obvious. And um, there were just all of these questions that were unanswered. But it was it was around eight years time that I struggled with these symptoms on and off. Yes. Um, but the consistent thing was that I had this this uh, problem in my abdomen that was causing infections in my organs. And doctors mm -hmm. didn't really know where those infections were coming from. But I looked like I was six months pregnant. Wow. And I really struggled with, you know, how I looked, but also how I felt day to day. Right. And and for an 18-year-old, for, a, for a, a teenager and for a girl to be struggling with that. Now, I know it had to be scary, the physical symptoms, because it was an ongoing, ongoing, mm -hmm. ongoing thing for almost nine years. But what did it do for you? I know people ask you if you were pregnant. I mean, did you, did mm -hmm. you find yourself being embarrassed or, you know, what did it do for the way you looked at yourself? Oh, Donna, I hated my body. And I, I can't tell you the dark cloud that I woke up with every morning when I looked at myself in the mirror. And I remember just, you know, looking at myself and saying, I hate my body. I hate the way I look. Mm. I hate the way that I feel. And man, I just felt so broken on the inside. I felt so unworthy. And I, I dealt with so many things that were uh, mental torment. And it was that spirit of infirmity, but also the spirit of shame and, and fear came in there as well. And I started really struggling with that side of things. And I know a lot of people who are sick deal also with emotional sickness, you know, physical, but yes. also the emotional is sometimes the hardest thing to deal with. Yes, yes. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate that may have something about you that you struggle with or that is visible or whatever that understand embarrassment and shame yeah. and even even becoming to what you said to, to hating yourself because of the, the shame and, and the embarrassment of the way that they looked. Yeah. And as scary as the physical symptoms were, you know, the emotional embarrassment of the way I looked was even worse, especially as a young teenage girl into my early 20s. Yes. And I just gave up. I have to say, you know, I just kind of gave up on the inside. I began to accept the fact that my body was defective. And I just felt like, you know, it was just like that first doctor said, this is just That's the way just that the I way am. You are. Yeah. I'll be like this forever. And despair and, and self-hatred grew stronger. Amy, you had dreams, though. You were called by God to minister. So after all of this happened and throughout these years, what happened to your dreams? You know, I think that's what the devil was after all along. And I think a lot of people who are listening today feel the same way. You know, maybe maybe they started out with a dream or a calling on their life like I did. But as you, you face some of these things, that spirit of shame and fear said, I couldn't do it. And I started listening and, and fear was a constant abusive force in my life. And I gave into it. 
I started to believe that I would never be worth anything, that nobody would Mm. want to marry me, Mm. that I couldn't stand on a stage and lead worship, that I would never be able to fulfill my calling. And, And those dreams were under attack. And unfortunately, I started letting go of those callings and those words that God had given me over my life because of the fear and the disappointment and the embarrassment of every time, you know, I would step out, then there would be an immediate physical attack or there would be immediate somebody saying, well, you know, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? I don't think you're married. Are you pregnant? (sighs) And it was just so crushing, you know, to, to hear that constantly and to then not have answers. Sure. And I I know you teach on what you call the law of love. And you mentioned the word unworthy or not feeling worthy. I almost feel like there's so many instances and there's so many circumstances where people would say, you know what, Uh, I I don't really feel worthy. I don't feel worthy of his love Mm -hmm. or I don't feel worthy of this blessing or I don't feel worthy. Is that something that you run into? Every time I tell my story and I minister this, um, I have a flood of people come up and talk to me about this because we were all raised in a world filled with shame. And, you know, even back from the very beginning of time when Adam and Eve fell, the first thing they felt was shame. And shame says, am I good enough? I'm not good enough. Am I worthy? I'm not worthy. Something's wrong with me. Something's broke. Why don't I have it together? You know, that type of a feeling, it all stems from shame. And the law of love was something that Jesus talked about when he said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, Mm -hmm. your, your soul, and your mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, if I hate myself, I have no love to give to my neighbor. Mm. So I was breaking the law of love against myself, and I did not feel worthy of love from anyone else because I couldn't accept and love myself. I couldn't receive the love of God either. So I was rejecting God's love for me. I was shutting other people out. I was very silent about what I was going through. I felt very isolated and alone because that spirit of shame and self-hatred had cornered me, made me feel like I couldn't talk to anyone, couldn't ask for help, and then was causing me to not be able to receive or give love to myself or to other people. Yes. So it was a very difficult time. But that law of love was what I broke. And and I do truly believe that was the root cause of most of the physical issues I was dealing with. It was the fact that I had a generational curse of shame and rejection that was causing me to break that law of love and to hate my body and Mm -hmm. to hate myself. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We we talked about, you know, your your wonderful parents, you being raised in a Christian home, no stranger yes. to the supernatural miracles and healing. You knew, you knew, Amy, that God still healed people, but you couldn't see yourself healed. What was that disconnect? Yeah, so part, part of it was that self-rejection, because self-rejection also rejects receiving anything. It says, oh, no, I'm not worthy of receiving God's love. I'm not worthy of receiving healing. Uh, who, would, who would care for me? You know, I don't, I don't deserve the time of day. So there was that. But also, we all see that discrepancy between what we know in our head and what we truly believe in our heart. And so the words of those first doctor really got embedded in my heart And that rejection of this is just who I am really spoke to me. And it cut me off from receiving from God. And I had unbelief. I mean, I was raised in a Christian home. And like you said, my parents teach this. I saw other people healed. 
I even saw a paralytic get up and, and jump off the off of his uh, mat and run around the room, instantly healed by the power of God. I was in that meeting, and I saw that man be healed. And yet on the inside of me, I said, man, it would be nice if, if I could receive that. But yes. something said, that's not for you. Something said, no, you don't deserve that. So I was in unbelief, and I believed that I was damaged goods, that I was disfigured and flawed. And I had such a strong picture of that that I couldn't overcome that picture of my future to, to receive God's picture of my future. And so there was a serious disconnect. It wasn't on God's end. It was on my end for all of those years. And I feel like a lot of Christians maybe have heard healing, have, have been raised in a Christian home, even like I was, and yet they haven't received the promises of God. And, and for me, it just took me turning inwardly and looking and seeing what was in my heart and what I truly believed about myself. Because again, it wasn't God saying, Amy, no, you're going to stay sick. I want you to be this way. I'm teaching you a lesson. This is from me or I'm allowing this. No, it was all about what I believed and what I saw in my heart as possible. Mm -hmm. And that had been cut off because I had listened to that first voice of fear and shame and self-hatred. Yes, yes. You had tried and tried and been to so many different doctors, no help and no hope. But finally... What happened? Well, Donna, I had been on this medical merry-go-round, and I had frankly kind of given up on it and gotten off that and just kind of suffered, you know, through those several years. But then finally, I felt led to see another doctor, and he did some x-rays. And for the first time, actually, um, I was able to kind of see with my physical eyes some of the problems internally. And I, he saw this growth that was in my abdomen um, and it was kind of entangled in my organs. And he said, you know, this looks like something that's going to require uh, extensive surgery. However, I believe that God can heal you because he was a Christian. Wow. So I went home and he, he actually sent me home with those x-rays because I said, you know, this is the first time that I kind of have something to uh, apply my faith towards. You know, and if somebody has never received the diagnosis from mm -hmm. the doctor, it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to know what to believe for. Yes. So that was the first time that I kind of had something to apply my faith to. And I went home to my husband and I had those x-rays in my hand and I got before the Lord and um, I knew because of where they were positioned, this growth was positioned, that there was a possibility that I wouldn't be able to have children if I had this radical surgery. And so I got before the Lord and I said, God, I, I want to have kids. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes, Lord, if you'll just show me what I need to do to receive my healing this year. And it was this really profound moment of crying out to God where the Lord then came back and said, okay, Amy, I dare you to believe my word. Wow. I dare you to get into the word for the next 30 days and get healing scriptures out for the next 30 days and speak them out loud over your body three to four times a day, as much as you can, every single day for 30 days. Yes. And so I kind of stood up out of my prayer closet and I say, okay, I'll take that dare, Lord. I'll take that <laughs> yes. dare. I will do this. I'm going to do this because I know I need to change on the inside first. And why, why 30 days? Why, why do you think it was 30 days? 
Well, medically and scientifically, they have proven that, you know, 30 days is kind of the reset cycle in the brain. And so part of it, I think, was scientifically, it is a time frame where the brain can actually rebuild new neural pathways. So that's part of it. But also, I believe that there was some junk I needed to get out and deal with, and I had never dealt with it before. And so the Lord knew how long that was going to take for me personally. Now, for other people, you know, if you've dealt with a sickness for 20 and 30 years, sometimes it can take a little longer even maybe to repaint your picture. And then for others who especially have no, uh, you know, hangups or maybe past teachings against healing or some of these objections we may have inside of us, they can receive their healing just instantly. I mean, I've seen people just completely and instantly believe the Lord. They were a baby Christian. They were like, okay, well, if that's what God said, okay, I'll take it. And one particular individual, she was instantly healed of deafness in her ears a few days after she'd gotten born again. Yes. So, you know, but for me, 30 days was what it, it was needed to overcome some of these objections in my spirit, some of these things that had grown in my heart, some hard places in my heart. So during those 30 days, I had to forgive some people, and I had to call some people, and I, I needed to speak the word so that faith could grow. And uh, planting that seed of faith in my heart took some time to then grow the fruit or the crop that I was looking for in my life. And this wasn't like just 30 days that you just listened to music and, and read the word and and those type of things, which are wonderful, but this was 30 days that God actually revealed very, very specific five steps Mm -hmm. that led to your healing. Yes. He did start to speak to me when I was listening. I think before then I was, I was not listening. And so during those 30 days, I fasted and I prayed. I shut off all the negative messages. I stopped watching TV. I stopped listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. And I stopped taking in all of the fear that we have in our culture right. and all the fear we surround ourselves with every day. And I started exclusively listening to the Word of God and speaking it over my life. And He started speaking to me um, through the Word and also by His Spirit, you know, supernaturally revealing the roots of what I was dealing with and the steps that I needed to take. And there were five things that I did uh, during those 30 days and even after during the two weeks of uh, kind of just standing on, on what we had prayed for. God taught me five steps that we'll talk about in a moment. And as I took those steps through that 30 days, something changed on the inside. My picture of possibility changed. I started to see where the roots of shame and self-rejection had come in and fear had lied to me. And I started rebuking those things and commanding them to go. And then I started turning on these symptoms, you know, because I mean, you know, going back to the way I felt right before I was healed, I had been married for a year to my wonderful husband, Jason, and it had been the best year and it had been the worst year (laughs) because we had an amazing first year of marriage. But I had ended up in the hospital several times. Um, doctors didn't know where these infections were coming from, but there were, there were multiple times where my poor husband had to literally carry me to the car and drive Mm. me to the emergency room because I was so weak and I, I could not walk. Um, he, he would, you know, look at me with this terror in his face, like, Oh my gosh, what's, what's wrong with my new wife, my bride. And through that first year, um, there were multiple times where I didn't know if I was dying. I didn't know 
you know, if I really wanted to live because I really didn't know if this was ever going to change until I got in God's word for those 30 days. And I, I cried out to the Lord and I had a Hannah's prayer and I said, God, I want to have children and yes. I want to be married to my husband and enjoy life, but I don't see that being possible right now. Can you fix this? Can you change me? Can you show me where the disconnect is in my heart so I can receive healing? And those steps that I took completely radically changed my life. And I have applied them to other areas of my life. I've applied them to finances. I've applied them to, uh, you know, being healed emotionally in other areas. I've applied them to other things that I was believing God for, because these are the foundations of what we need to do in the earth realm to bring heaven here, yes. to receive God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, according to God's will. Yes. And it's so exciting because it works every time. The word works every time. Let me jump in real quick and just say, we're not going to go into all of the steps right now because we're going to do that a little later. But I just want to say, because it just excites me every time I read these five steps, reclaim your identity, Ooh. repaint mm-hmm. your picture, stand in authority, the prayer of faith or agreement, and then praise him for victory. Just saying those, Amy, makes me so, (laughs) so excited. And for you, that changed your heart, your mind, your spirit, everything, so that now it wasn't just in your head, but the big difference Mm -hmm. was now it was in your heart and you could see it. You could see yourself healed. That's right. Faith sees the after when we're still living in the before. And so faith when it started to grow in my heart during those 30 days, it started to prophesy to my future and say, no, Amy, this is who you are. Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? And before then I couldn't. But when I started to have that seed of faith grow, it saw the after picture, even when I was still dealing with the before and the symptoms and the pain and all of those things I was going through. But the Lord really showed me that um, step one was reclaiming my identity because, you know, the the enemy is an identity thief and yes. he does come for who we are in Christ. Yes. And it affects everything that we can receive. When we don't know who we are, we, we don't know what we have. And I started realizing that healed is who I am. Yes. That, that broken is not who I am. You know, the enemy had tried to lie to me and say, you're so ugly. You're so broken. You're so worthless. You know, what's wrong with you? You're no good. And all of those lies had painted this horrible picture of lack. And I started realizing that I lack nothing when I'm in Christ, that he has made me a brand new creation. And I'm a child of God and a co-heir with Christ. So all the promises of God are mine. And, you know, just all these things in the word about who I was and my identity started to speak to a greater reality than what I was living in in those days of pain. Yes. Yes. Wow. Amy, that is so, so exciting. I mean, when you talk about, now I could see it. I could see it. I've done this 30 days. I could see it. So you had gone through this 30 days, and then, now that you were ready and you could see it, you and your husband went down for prayer, and that's when you prayed the prayer of faith. There was, how long was it from that point until the time you saw something happen? 
so we went down and received that prayer of faith agreement. I was anointed at the altar by the elders of our church, and I wrote down that date as the date I was healed, even though I walked away from that altar feeling the exact same way with the exact same symptoms in my body. But I knew that I knew that Jesus said, therefore, when you pray, believe that you have received and it shall be done. So sometimes there's that little waiting period, if you will. We're not waiting on it to be done, but we're just simply letting the natural realm catch up with the spiritual yes, realm. Yes. So there was a spiritual reality that had happened. I was healed. But then two weeks later, I went to bed. And I spoke the scriptures, and I, I thanked God that I was healed on September 28th, and it was already done, it was already completed, and that it was manifesting in the natural realm. I went to bed that night, sick, feeling awful, you know, all the symptoms in my body still. Mm -hmm. I woke up the next morning, and my husband looked over at me in bed, and he said, with this shocked look on his face, he said, Amy, what happened to your body? And so I kind of sat up in bed and I, I reached down and I realized that my stomach was flat and that that growth was completely gone. And I had slept like a baby all night long. I yes. had not gotten up once. That growth was completely gone. And I jumped out of bed and I looked in the mirror. I had lost 13 pounds and nine inches in my waist overnight as I slept. Wow. I, I started screaming and jumping up and down. <laughs> I reached down and I touched my toes for the first time without pain in eight years. I felt my spine and the curve was back. So my, there were no knots up and down my spine. It was completely curved. From that day on, I could eat without nausea. I have had not one more infection in my organs. I have had not one of those symptoms that I dealt with for so many years. I was completely healed that day. I called my mom on the phone and I told her what had happened and she rushed to my house and just burst into tears. My family came over. They all burst into tears to see my brand new body. I mean, I was recreated. I had gotten surgery as I slept that night. And I can tell you, Donna, that the people that saw me in my life, um, they were completely shocked and amazed at the supernatural yes healing power that had touched me. And then many of them received healing from chronic issues as well. Yes. So they saw what was possible. And it's just been an incredible, incredible blessing. And I cry every time I think about it because it completely and radically changed my life in so many ways. Oh, I'm so sure. Well, what an incredible story that you're listening to. And she has a book that she filled with the how-tos of her miracle. So Amy has filled this book with all these easy-to-follow steps, the steps that the Holy Spirit gave her to position herself for healing. So don't miss this powerful resource package that Amy has developed so that you too can be healed. It's her newly revised and expanded book, Healed Overnight, Five Steps to Accessing Supernatural Healing, plus Amy's brand new and exclusive devotional, The 30-Day Healing Dare. Yes, that's what we said, The 30-Day Healing Dare. And you'll also get Amy's brand new and exclusive CD teaching series. So be sure to listen to Sid at the end of the program to find out how you can get this exclusive and definitely life-changing resource package today. Okay, Amy, let me ask you this. You, you teach you minister at church, you know, you sing, you've shared your testimony so many times. Why a book? Why write the book? 
Well, Donna, I feel like there are a lot of people who have not heard that Jesus already provided a way of escape from that spirit of infirmity, from the pain and the sickness that we see around us. So I wanted to to create something that I could carry around with me. And on, honestly, I hand it to people that I see who are sick out and about when I'm in my day. I've had a lot of friends who do that. I have a lot of people who will send it to a loved one who is sick. So, you know, we need to send the word out to those who don't know. And maybe someone listening today, you've never heard that Jesus actually has set us free from sickness, that it's not his will that anyone should be sick. Um, and Jesus healed all who were oppressed of the devil. So I wanted to write something that told that. But then also, there are too many who are like me, who maybe have heard this or who were raised in a church that taught healing, but they don't know how to walk it out. They don't know what, what the, the practical steps are to receiving from God. And I found myself in that same situation, you know, for nine years, I was the pastor's kid. And a lot of people probably looked at me and thought, well, God, you know, why haven't you healed her? But I, I was lacking the practical steps and applying those to my life is what really and truly changed my heart. It changed my outlook, the possibilities, and then it changed my actual physical yes. body. Yes, yes. Well, I want to take just a minute. I know we don't have the time to spend like if someone were reading your book or listening to your audio teachings uh, to really absorb this and get it. But I wanted to go through each of the steps just quickly, Amy, and just let let everybody know what does that mean, what, it, what it's about. Step number one. Mm-hmm. So step number one is the foundation, identity. The identity of who we are in Christ is the foundation to whatever we can receive as his child. And the devil had attacked that for so many years. And my parents even were raised uh, with that spirit of rejection and shame really operating in their lives. So they had to get free from that. And then I had to break free from that generational curse as well. I had to reclaim my lost identity and to know God's heart for me. So um, my identity had to come from the Word, and and the Word is our mirror. And when we forget who we are, um, we have to go back to that and say, oh, my goodness, healed is who I am. It's part of my identity that was restored to me on the cross. Yes, yes. And I know over those years, I mean, many, many years, you had a picture of yourself like that. But The second step, I love this. I even just love the phrase saying it, repaint your picture. Yes. Faith is what repaints our picture of possibility, but faith comes from the Word of God. So like I said before, faith sees the after picture when we're still living in that before. And I only saw myself as sick before I took that 30-day healing dare. I saw myself as having to deal with these symptoms all my life. And when I started getting in the word, the Lord told me, you have a wrong picture of your future and you have a wrong picture of the possibilities for your life. So get in the word and start seeing what I say about you. Yes. And when my, when the faith started growing in my heart, it started to change what was possible and it started to match heaven's picture for my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe this. My dad says this all the time. When faith, when the picture in our own hearts matches heaven's picture for our lives, 
then we can receive whatever God said about us. Oh, that's a so good one. So it repaints that picture of possibility. I can't take credit for that one. Like my, <laughs> like I said, my dad says it all the time. And, you know, I finally got it, though, the revelation of what that actually right. meant. Right. And the day that I, I knew I was in faith, I was overcome with such joy. And yes. a lot of people ask me, what does faith feel like? You know, this is some sort of spooky spiritual thing. No, it feels like joy because you know that you know that it's done. You know what's possible. You see it. You can act like if I said, you know, I'm going to give you a a, an ice cream cone, a chocolate ice cream cone. You instantly have that picture of an of a chocolate ice cream cone. Exactly. So when God says you're healed, we have to instantly be able to see. Oh, that's what it would look like. That's what it would feel like. That's what I'll be able to do when I'm healed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Step number three is is authority. Your authority. Now, there's a lot of people that don't feel like they're very strong or very authoritative. I I feel like that Mm -hmm. sometimes, and I need a little help with that. But you go through that as one of the steps as far as um, making sure that you understand and that it is within you, your authority and and what that means. So I love that too, your authority. The prayer of faith you said you did once you you were going through the steps and you had you had been working on them and you were doing them and now you could finally see it. Now was the time to pray that prayer of faith. So I I love that. And then the last one, I'll let you talk about the last one, step number five. Yeah, so once we pray that prayer of faith and we we stand on the promises of God, there there can sometimes be that little time of just uh, standing. You know, the Bible says when we've done all we can do to stand, we just stand. So praise. Praise is the posture that we need to take once we have prayed that prayer of faith. Praise is the posture that says, God, it is finished, and I praise you for it. I thank you. I thank you've given me the victory. And during that season of standing, I, I put on praise and worship music, and I also just thanked the Lord constantly for what he had already done. I wrote down that date. We prayed the prayer on September 28th so that I could say, Lord, I thank you that on September 28th, when we prayed that prayer of agreement, yes. I was healed yes. and I thank you for it. So we get over all the fatalistic mentalities of whatever happens, happens, and we stop begging God and we actually stand with authority on what he promised. And we just praise him in that time. That time of waiting can be such a precious time of worshiping and getting closer to his heart yes, for us. Yes. Well, let me tell you one more time before we have to go that you're listening to Amy Frutiger's amazing miracle story. And let me remind you that she has prepared a special resource package exclusively for you. It's her newly revised and expanded book, Healed Overnight, Five Steps to Accessing Supernatural Healing, plus her brand new and exclusive devotional, The 30-Day Healing Dare, and you'll also get her brand new and exclusive CD audio teaching series. And again, as you know, Sid will be here at the end of the program to let you know how you can get this package. It's powerful and it's life-changing from Amy Frutiger today. So, Amy, let me ask you this. People may say, okay, that's good, that sounds wonderful, but does it really work? Give me a couple of testimonies. <laughs> so after I shared my story, uh, there were there were a lot of miracles that happened and took place in people's lives. But one that I love is uh, Ricky. She, her coworker gave her my book. And she started reading this because her doctor told her, you have several baseball-sized tumors, fibroid tumors, 
and we're going to have to do a radical you know, hysterectomy. So she got that book a few days later, and, and at first she got angry, and she said, God, why did you heal Amy, and you haven't healed me yet? Mm. And God told her, because you haven't asked me. So she's like, oh, okay. Well, she started reading through this my book and started doing the 30-day healing dare. But about halfway through her 30-day healing dare, she got the revelation of who she was and what God had already given her. And she woke up one morning and she realized that those tumors were completely gone. She, I mean, before and after the pictures are, are crazy. So she calls her doctor and she says, I don't need surgery anymore. Even though we scheduled it for, you know, two weeks from now, I don't need that surgery. And the doctor's words were, that's impossible for those tumors to go <laughs> exactly. away on their own. <laughs> exactly. We'll see you in two weeks for your preoperative appointment. But sure enough, when she went to that appointment, she uh, <laughs> they found out that those tumors were completely gone. And uh, there's so many. Another another gal, she had dealt with chronic asthma to the point where she slept with an inhaler under her pillow. Mm. And Sarah heard my story, and she realized this is not the way that God created me to be. She was instantly healed in that service. As, as I was sharing my story, she came up and she received her healing, instantly healed, has never used any of those medications that she needed before just to simply breathe. Yes. Uh, yes. And then Lisa's story, Lisa was planning her funeral and uh, she had severe autoimmune disorders, internal bleeding. I mean, she was just in really bad condition, but she started reading my book and my father's book on the kingdom of God. She started hearing these principles. And one day during a worship service, the bleeding stopped. And from that day forward, she recovered and she got stronger and stronger until a few months later, she was completely normal and she had regained all of her strength yes. and was completely healed. Can I just say, Amy, wow, when you, when you hear something like that, it is just so shocking and you're just in awe at God's just wonderful love and his power and, and just his mercy toward us. She was yes. planning her funeral and now she is planning her life. Wow. Yeah. That is so great. <laughs> well, listen, we've got a couple minutes left, and I, I really want you just to take a couple of minutes here, and I'm not even going to tell you. I'm just going to leave it up to you. I know in your own words, Amy, you know that miracles are real. Will you minister to mm -hmm. those just for a couple of minutes that are listening? Yes, friends who are listening right now, I just want to tell you that I'm nothing special. I mean, God loves you just as much as he loves me, and he has an amazing future for your life. But I know and I understand that you've been through some things. You've been through some hurts and some struggles, and maybe you're dealing with a chronic issue or a diagnosis from the doctor that looks absolutely impossible and scary. But I want to tell you today that healing through the supernatural power of God is not only available to you, but it is something that God desperately wants to get to you. There are answers in his word, and there is hope for every situation. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that miracles are real. And right now, the supernatural world is so close. God wants to minister to you. He wants to relieve you of that pain. He wants to lift those burdens. And I, I just want to speak to you uh, right now in Jesus' name that you will be healed in your body. You'll be healed in your emotions. And uh, I just think that somebody right now is struggling with that, that worthiness, that shame, that spirit that says you're not good enough or nobody really cares about you or, you know, what's wrong with you. That lie right now is being broken off of your life in the name of Jesus. 
And I just come against that spirit of shame and unworthiness and self-hatred, and I command it to go. You will not be tormented any longer with that thing in Jesus' name. Yes. Uh, but I just want to also say that that spirit of infirmity was already defeated on the cross. Jesus kicked the devil. He, he totally destroyed and defeated all of Satan's authority in your life. So you don't have to put up with it any longer. And God wants you to know how much you're loved and how much power he has given you, the authority he's given you in your life. You don't have to lay down and take it. You don't have to just lay down and say, okay, whatever happens, happens. No, God has a good plan, and he just wants you to receive that power of uh, healing, the healing anointing right now. Uh, So I just want to pray over that right now in Jesus' name. God, we take authority over that spirit of infirmity. We command it to leave right now. And I just speak the the supernatural healing anointing to flow wherever uh, my friend is listening right now, God, that they would receive that tangible presence right now, filling their body, filling those places that have been hurting and removing those uh, spirits of infirmity in Jesus' name. We just curse cancer at its root. We curse any tumors right now. at at their roots, and we command them to wither and die in the name of Jesus. Every tumor has to go, has to bow its knee right now to the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that they have been set free from this evil spirit, God. And just like you healed my body in such an amazing way, Lord, and you're so faithful, I thank you that you also heal and set free all who believe today, all who trust you as their Savior, all who call on your name, God. And we just thank you that this is the beginning of the rest of their life. This is the first day of the rest of their journey, and it's going to be a good one. And they're continuing to recover, and you're restoring life to their body right now. The same resurrection power that brought you out of the grave, Jesus, is now quickening their body, healing their body, restoring their body to its original and created uh, state of health and wholeness, vibrancy and vitality. And I thank you, Lord, that this is their healthiest year yet, their best year yet. In Jesus' name we pray, Father. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Amy, thank you so much for being with us today. We really, really appreciate you spending time with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening. I'm Donna Chavis, and this is Messianic Vision. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get Amy's powerful, powerful resource package. Sid? For nine years, Amy Frudiger knew something was wrong, constant pain, even disfigurement of her body. Losing hope, no medical answers, Amy's struggle of self-hatred became a constant voice. Then Amy was instantly healed overnight, waking up to a new body and a new outlook on life. In her new book, Healed Overnight, Five Steps to Accessing Supernatural Healing. Amy shares her miraculous story and the five steps the Holy Spirit gave her to be healed. These steps were not just for Amy. You too. You too can receive a miracle and not just physical healing, emotional healing any healing that you need because these steps come from the throne of God. You can receive this unique resource today. It's Amy's newly revised and expanded book, Healed Overnight, Five Steps to Accessing Supernatural Healing. 
plus Amy's brand new and exclusive devotional, The 30-Day Healing Dare. You'll also get Amy's brand new and exclusive CD teaching series, all for an investment of 39 US dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9751. Once again, that's offer number 9751.